Welcome to Market Week in Review for the week ending January 21st, 2022. I'm Sophie Antelzhubeyev, and I'm joined today by Olga Bezrikov, Equity Portfolio Manager for Russell Investments. Hello, Olga. It's wonderful to see you. Hi, Sophie. Nice to see you, too. Terrific. Well, I have been looking forward to our um, conversation all week to get your insight onto three topics in particular. The first one, all around economic data releases globally. The second one, I'd like to bring our attention a little bit more closely to China and some of the releases they've had there. And then lastly, early early in the earnings season right now, but what are your initial insights there? Um, how about we get started with topic number one, global inflation data and all of the economic data releases that we've been seeing. What are some of the themes you've been seeing come out of those releases? Definitely. So in the U.S., we did get the jobless claims as well as the Empire and Philly manufacturing surveys. Outside of the U.S., like you mentioned, we did get the inflation data out of uh, Europe and Canada, as well as some of the retail sales numbers. So jobless claims in the U.S., Surprise to the upside, surging to 286,000 versus the expected 225. It may look a little worrisome, but some of it almost certainly is due to seasonal adjustments. Um, There may be some signs of the impact of the virus, um, but there is some noise that makes it a little bit less clear uh, of what to focus on. The Empire and Philly Manufacturing Service came out this week as well, with the New York Fed's Empire Manufacturing Index a big miss in January. Uh, suggesting a pullback in activity. But at the same time, Philly Fed survey surprised to the upside at the, the reading of 23.2 versus the expected 19. Outside of the US, uh, like you mentioned, we did get inflation and retail sales data. And it is pointing to the developed countries overall experiencing a similar environment of high inflation and some consumer pullback. It should be noted that yes, uh, inflation numbers globally have come in hot at multi-decade highs and with core measures a touch higher than expected in UK and Canada. But this acceleration in inflation has been largely anticipated and the expectations remain for the inflation to start cooling off in the coming months. On the consumer side, UK December retail sales came in this morning at being down 3.7% compared to a 1% rise in the previous month. And that may be reflecting, again, that impact of shoppers staying home in December due to the virus. So overall, if we take a step back, what we are likely seeing is the impact of the Omicron variant that uh, was on the consumer in terms of the retail sales numbers, as well as on the labor market from the U.S. data. On the economic front, we need to keep in mind the very strong recovery uh, that we experienced in 2021. And it is very normal to see deceleration from that high level in the economic data. We're still expecting above trend growth this year, but we'll, the numbers will naturally show a slowdown relative to some of the last year's numbers. Terrific. That really helps. So that that gives some perspective on maybe what we're seeing is actually expected for for this part of the cycle and where we are and what we've seen last year. And yes, Omicron is still and COVID are still impacting impacting things there. Terrific. Maybe if we shift gears a little bit, um, Mm -hmm. China had some economic data releases as well um, this week. What did you see there and what is your expectation? What should investors be focused on? Mm-hmm. It's a good question because the retail sales for December in China disappointed as well. But very importantly, the People's Bank of China announced modest easing measures, which we believe 
improves the outlook going forward. Specifically, the PBOC cut the one in five year loan prime rate. And while the magnitude of the change may seem small for us from our perspective, the five year loan rate uh, got moved by five basis points from 4.65% to 4.6%. But directionally, it is extremely important. This is the first cut since March 2020, and it demonstrates the PBOC's commitment to stabilizing credit growth and turning the economy around. Before this week, we have been keeping a close eye on credit impulse in China, thinking that it was very close to bottoming. And with the rhetoric out of the PBOC turning dovish and suggesting that they are on the easing path, we now expect the credit impulse to start recovering. We're still likely to see soft data for the next couple of months, but it does mean that the second half of the year is looking increasingly more positive for China. Terrific. Great. Um, maybe keeping on the positive trend. I don't know. I'm curious to hear <laughs> your thoughts. Um, it's early in the earnings season, but obviously that is a lot of eyeballs are on earnings releases at the moment. Can you give us a quick snapshot in these early days? How have those earnings releases been? What are companies reporting and how are markets reacting? Definitely. So like I said, we are still very early on. Uh, only 64 companies in the S&P 500 have reported earnings so far. Of these, 50 had beat earnings expectations and 12 have missed. We are seeing, again, some deceleration in the sales and earnings growth from prior quarters um, and modestly some deceleration in the number of companies beating expectations compared to very strong performance over the last a couple of quarters. But again, this is very natural and quite frankly, not surprising. Similar to economic data, this is a very normal consequence of coming off of just very strong growth over the last uh, prior two or three quarters. In terms of market reaction, we are seeing less patience with the companies. Um, the companies that miss expectations either on the earnings front or sometimes on the guidance are being punished by the market, um, adding to some of the weakness that we have seen overall. Netflix, for example, this morning also plunged over 20% after the streaming service provider warned of a slowdown in the subscription growth. Now, mind you, it is due to very high expectations. The market was looking for a guidance on over 6 million new subscribers in the first quarter, while Netflix guided down to only 2.5 million. The sell-offs that we're seeing are not indiscriminate, though, and the companies that have delivered better than expected earnings have held up significantly better. This is suggesting that the fundamentals are starting to matter again for stock performance uh, relative to what it was over the last couple of years. That sounds like an uh, optimistic and, and good outcome and situation environment for um, active managers, <laughs> to me. Absolutely, yes. Well, thank you, Olga. Unfortunately, that's all we have time for today. But thank you so much for your insights. And thank you for joining us. We'll be back again soon. <laughs>